0: Hello, welcome Dr. Shushma Singh this side. Today we start unit 10 the household as a cooperative conflicting unit. We have seen that the household and family are organized along the lines of residence and kinship respectively. The two may or may not coincide with each other at all times and places desai and shaw have shown us that the census of india analyzed the household data on the basis of the numerical size of the household and arrived at the conclusion that the joint family was giving way to nuclear family in india This was challenged by examining the numerical data from the dimension of kinship and jointness of the family. In a somewhat similar manner, feminist and particularly feminist economists challenged the conventional assumptions in economic theory that all members in a family are identical for purposes of economic analysis we have seen that like marxist radical feminists saw the family as an exploitative and oppressive institution that was in turn exploited by the capitalist structure but Liberal and socialist feminists did not, unlike radical feminism, think that the family was dispensable and technology could liberate women by taking over the reproductive functions. To them, the fam- family was the chief institution of patriarchy. The alternative institution did not surface as a viable possibility despite efforts such as the kibbutz. The family has been the bone of contention in feminist thought. Socialist feminists did not think that the family and reproduction tied women down. Their resolve was for women to move into the public sphere and be like men, to be equal with them both inside and outside the domestic sphere. Women's entry into the public sphere was to prove that the women were as good as men. This would not keep them reduced. To the status of the second sex to use behaviors expressions while socialist feminist route to equality with men was through the entry of women into the public sphere liberal feminist wanted liberty justice and equal rights as citizens argued against the wife's dependency within marriage and being an ornamental symbol of man's success rather than his partner. She spoke against the suspension of the very legal existence of the wife or at least her incorporation and consolidation into that of the husband. It was in this context that Wollstonecraft insisted that the woman had an independent right to education, property and the protection of the civil law. The woman's right as an citizen were needed to ensure that women were not forced into marriage to economic necessity and wives were not dependent on the goodwill of their husbands reproduction and mothering role of the woman in the family do not easily lend themselves into the public-private dectomy when citizenship rights are at stake but motherhood as an form of citizenship which Wollstonecraft argues for does not solve the problem of male privilege in formal political and legal power while leaving women as dependents of men. The Dalmia between the motherhood and citizenship rights without being dependent on men is termed as Wollstonecraft Dalmia. Wollstonecraft like liberal feminist today was seeking citizenship for women on gender neutral grounds. At the same time, Recognizing their specific qualities and roles, especially mothering, within a framework that allowed women to become full citizens only by being like men. Today, families still look at different among women and obtained in class, race and community differentials as interfering with the project of gender equality thus question of inequality between men and women cross cut those with class race and community for a comprehensive coverage of the gender inequality in India it is in the above context that intra-family differences gained privilege in research we shall learn about this perspective below here we want to close this lecture thanks for listening